0: You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, hope everybody's Monday just continues. Hey, this may be one of the better days in the week now for Cleveland fans is Monday. Uh, Victory Monday. Uh, it's just been good. Uh, it's you know, with the way this team is playing and we're going to get into that here with John Costco in a minute. The offensive side, defensive side of the ball here. And basically, what probably needs to be done here for the remaining part of the season to talk about playing a game beyond January 4th for your Cleveland Browns. A little fun on social media today. Uh, I put a tweet out, and apparently that's blown up and to the point where my phone's had to pretty much be plugged in now for the last couple hours. Uh, But check that out. Uh, That was by all means. Everybody's a big fan of the red carpet celebration, Uh, but they took it up a notch yesterday, and the actual game footage didn't have it. But uh, Baker certainly came in and added his own little touch to it, which made it all the more better. Like I said, we're going to go through some PFF stuff here with senior analyst Mr. John Costco on your Tuesday edition of Locked on Browns. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Uh, for me, guys, you know I'm usually at home anyway. Um, you know, I'm just getting ready to work afterwards. Um, but the fact, you know, through this pandemic and just getting to enjoy the Browns being 9-3, and three, uh, when there was thought we wouldn't even have football season. Obviously, just an incredible ride right now for all of us. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power you through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Like I said, John Costco was here to join us. And, John, I don't know if I necessarily want to give you all the credit here, but, like, The good dad you are. You know, sometimes you have to say, hey, look, this isn't working very well. We need to fix this. There was a couple weeks ago John Costco was on here and, you know, a few messages before doing the show. I've got some gripes with Baker Mayfield, almost like Festivus from Seinfeld. I've got some gripes with you people. And since then, John Costco, uh, look, efficient, smart. And I think what we saw yesterday was – you know, one word I think we we all kind of would use to describe Baker earlier and maybe you know, Oklahoma days is stones. Um, and I think we're starting to see that player come back a little bit yesterday and even adding, you know, some of the vertical game to it, um, which now just makes everything easier. But a day yesterday where the running game, oddly enough, never really got going because the Tennessee Titans just committed to taking it away, which maybe didn't behoove them in the end. Uh, look, six had his most important day as a Cleveland Brown.
1: Um, so, you know, I, I think for you guys, you're welcome. Um, I gave him the proper proper criticism for how he was playing, and he he saw those tweets. He saw he listened to the podcast and said, "All right, I got I got to turn it up," and he did. Um, so, you're welcome for that. No, um, he's he's basically looking like we. I completely expected him to. Um, you're talking about a, now a, a six-game stretch where his grade is a 91.1, which is the third best in the NFL. Um, he's efficient. He's finding the open receiver. He's delivering it with accuracy. Has he missed on throws? Yes, but if you look across the NFL, all quarterbacks miss throws. They miss easy throws too. It's it's so what what happened in the Jaguars game where it was yes maddening that he missed a wide open richard higgins in the end zone yes he missed a wide open uh, kareem hunt in the flat to basically salt away the game um but quarterbacks miss throws and when baker mayfield's hot he he can make every single throw and he does make every single throw you talk about the cincinnati game from quarters 2 through 4 you talk about this past game he just d- doesn't miss um essentially the only miss he had was a batted pass at the line scrimmage, which is not really his fault. He had some throwaways and stuff like that, which is smart, smart on his part. But since, since basically week seven, um, you know, the Steelers game, the Browns offense has been the second most efficient passing offense in the NFL behind the green Bay Packers. Um, and a large part of that has to do with Baker Mayfield reading defenses, finding the open guy and hitting it, hitting him. Um, it's as simple as that. And he's, he's doing it at an elite level. Um, if this is what we can expect from Baker moving forward, and this is a game too, where I, I did not expect him to be able to play this well against the Titans. This is a defense that he's traditionally struggled against in terms of what they can uh, they throw at him. They they throw at him disguised defenses, zone pressures. They got a three, four defense in the style of the Pittsburgh Steelers that has Bakers never played well against that style of defense. And he lit it up. Granted the second half could have been a lot better, but I, they went into a "all right, let's let's put this game away" type mentality, and that even the one score game, it was still not that. It was a two, it was a three score game with a minute and a half left to go in that game. So, this ending up being a one score game isn't really indicative of how how badly they they just beat them up, and a large part of that is because of Baker Mayfield.
0: Oh, it was, I mean, you know, it, it was, I would say that first half was, you know, similar to vintage Mike Tyson back in the day. Um, And anybody who even wanted to talk about the second half, I mean, if you didn't realize what was going on there, that's when you get into the mode of let's get out of here healthy. We got a comfortable enough lead and whatever you do, don't do anything stupid. Um, And for the most part they didn't. And, you know, obviously look, it was good from a standpoint of guys like MJ Stewart needed reps. Uh, Anybody else needed reps. So, That was a possibility and was available to those guys yesterday. We'll get to the defense here in a little bit. Um, But, John, obviously, the offensive side of the ball. um, And by far your best wide receiver week, I think, as a whole this season. You get Rashard Higgins with what he did. Uh, Don Peoples-Jones. Look, this isn't something we can count on week in, week out. He's got game-breaking ability, uh, still has work to do. Jarvis Landry, you get 20 receptions. Uh I think after you have 18, 20 receptions add out of your wide receivers. It's a week where you barely even used your tight ends, which is one of the bigger parts of your offense. You couldn't get the run the run game going. Uh the offensive line is still solid. Uh in when you can say you can run the ball like they can, John, and if we can continue to throw like they've been able to throw now for I guess it's about five and a half weeks, and you add in the fact that you have if not the top, the second best offensive line in the entire league. I mean, this number one, this this thirty points per week. This is this is you know this is real. This is legit week in week out.
1: Yeah, um, the, the the Titans sold out to stop the run, and it killed themselves for it. And that's the uh, so this is the beauty thing about the Browns' offense right now. They have a, an elite running game, and if Baker Mayfield can deliver like that, they have an elite passing game and they've had they've had that for for you know six straight games now um and that that is deadly you can't you that is what the the New England Patriots had for two decades with the Tom Brady New England Patriots where it didn't matter what type of game plan you would you would have out there their offense was efficient if they wanted if the defense tried to stop the pass they could ram it down your throats for 45 plays because you you weren't putting enough players in the box and they would just be able to run run all over you guys but then you so you go out to stop the pass and Tom Brady can pick you apart if that's what the Browns can be that is a recipe for obviously sustained success for a long time this offensive line is the the best in the NFL and it's the best by the in the NFL by a large margin because they are both you know they're top two in, in pass protection they're top two in run game um and you don't have another offensive line that, that can do both. You have the Green Bay Packers who are, who are elite in pass protection, but they struggle in the run game. Um, and so what what the Titans did is they went to try to stop this run and Baker Mayfield picked them apart. And that's all you need. And that's kind of what I thought was going to happen, to, you know, to the Browns in this game, that they would they would sell out to stop the run and they wouldn't be able to stop the pass. Um and for the most part, they were able to do that because I think they had a they had a really strong game plan on defense. Once that game goes out of hand, like the the game plan goes out the window, and it's just a completely different ball game at that point. But um, this offense, I mean, White Teller he's continues to just maul people, and you know, in the run game, uh, Joel Petonio had one of the be- his better games of the year. Um, you know, Jack Conklin continues to be like just a massive upgrade over what they had last year. Um, and then this receiver group we, you know, we talked about that jarvis landry you know he gets those receptions, you know donovan Jones he was the one drop away from just basically you know obviously having a two touchdown game and really you know being what forty two to the seven at half or whatever so um yeah, i mean this this receiver group is is doing their part and it's, it's it's frankly it's good enough. It's good enough because Baker Mayfield can find the open guy who's open in every any given play and, and hit him. And that's what you want in an offense, essentially.
0: And uh, with that wide receiver group, uh, added Marvin Hall to the group today. Um, and that's, what that's you, a good good you, addition. One hundred percent for what he can do. And the other thing is, is you love the fact that there is no feeling of being satisfied. Look, yesterday was great, but I still have work to do as a general manager of this team. What can I do to improve this team? Ooh, here's a guy. Obviously, somewhere along the line. Obviously, Andrew Berry liked uh obviously Coach Spansky feels could fit the system. Looks like he got something to say, John. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, an explosive athlete that's like can break open a defense at any given time. I mean, that is what he is. And he's like your so talk about Baker's rookie year, he's like now you're Brashard Perriman. Mm-hmm. He's going to be able to do that for you. Look, I don't know what happened in Detroit, why they you know, I have to look into that a little bit more, why they, they cut him, but this is absolutely a great pickup in terms of what he can bring to the table for the Cleveland Browns. He by no means is he a superstar wide receiver. Neither is Bizarred Perriman, but that's what Bizarre Perriman was able to do for the Browns is just to stretch it and open it up. And now you've got that with 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 Marvin Hall. Um it's just another element to this offense that is just a nice complementary piece. Uh, and I think that's kind of what this offense is. You don't need the superstar type of wide receiver, as I think we've clearly seen over the past six weeks. Baker Mayfield finds the open guy. He hits him. If you get if you get a guy like Marvin Hall who can blaze and gets open downfield, even better.
0: Oh, absolutely. Huge addition, huge get, great athlete. And just, you know, I just love the sticking, sticking to task. Yesterday was yesterday. Uh, but if there's a way to improve my roster today, even at nine and three, I'm going to get all over it. Um, just fun day from the offense yesterday, and just to start to see everybody gel and come together and see what this offense is truly capable of, you know, when everybody's playing hot. Just, just a fun day yesterday. I'm going to switch it up to the defensive side of the ball, and there were certainly some, uh, you know, efforts there to talk about, and we're going to get to that uh, as we continue here with John Costco on your Tuesday Locked on Browns. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or an overbearing sports parent. Fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch. For me, watching from home and, you know, for the Cleveland Browns, again, it, it's just watching the development of this team seeing where from week one to where it is here, headed down to week 14, seeing younger players step up, seeing guys that were going to be backups getting the opportunity um, and finding a way to contribute. It's, it's a fun ride right now, my Browns, folks. It's a fun ride. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It is made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Speaking of the defensive side of the ball, John, there were some efforts yesterday that we probably really haven't seen this season for most of these guys. Uh, some of these guys, maybe never. Uh, and just the group, uh, it looked miles. Garrett looks very well. Um, and there were times where it looked like he was a little winded. Maybe that second half, it was a number one. It was understood just from the uh, you know pace, obviously of Tennessee controlling the ball most of the second half. Of course, it was going to take a little while to come back from the two week absence of COVID. Um, but whether it was Mac Wilson, you know b j Goodson, players are stepping up, and I think most impressive, John is Joe woods ain't sitting here crying about what he doesn't have. he's doing the absolute best he can with what he has to try to you know get this defense to at, at least not put the offense in a position where it's got to be score for score week in week out,
1: yeah, so um the defense so the defense was really good and the 35 points doesn't really it's not indicative of how they played this when when you when obviously you you help hold the team the the Tennessee Titans to seven points in one half their game plan completely changes to we've got to be able to now somehow just get these chunk yards and then the Browns sense to go into a shell of all right we're going to play just deep cover three keep deep cover four and try to just keep everything underneath us. And if you look at the drives, the Titans were running these know, 15 play drives that then ended up in a touchdown or a turnover or whatever, but it, it took a lot of time and or just to get these scores where there was a couple of drives. Yes. They had these three play chunk drives. That was boom, touchdown or whatever, but there are other drives that it took forever for them to, you know, they, they had to convert a bunch of fourth downs. Um, it was, it was, they had to dink and dunk their way down the field, and it was kind of the Browns let them do it. Um, you know, Malcolm, Malcolm Smith had a had a fantastic game 90, 91.4. He was one of our uh, you know made the team of the week this week. Um, Joe Woods is is you know you look you look at what they do they almost have, they almost have like a, a Pittsburgh Steelers type defense from a four three base. So um, they do a lot of a lot of zone pressures where they match up their underneath defenders on those guys running underneath routes and allow their secondary to then, you know, try to blanket at the, you know, the guys on the outside. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, and I think this is building to something where you can have a sustainable defense on that that back end. Um Miles Garrett coming back was was a huge thing for them, uh but, you know, um this was this was just an all-around great effort from from the defense and you know, they, I'm not putting the 35 points on them. You know, I just, I'm just not that it's just kind of had, it is what it is for, for what would, um, you know, how the game script ended up. So, um, you know, you have to, you have to give these guys a lot of credit. Um, you know, MJ Stewart stepped up in in a good way. Um, you know, playing a lot more snaps than probably you'd expect from him. Um, You know Terrence Mitchell had a rough day. I mean, I don't think there's any way around that. He had, you know, gave up a touchdown. He's given up a touchdown, you know, the the ending touchdown in two straight weeks now. Um, He does need to step up without Denzel Ward, without Ronnie Harrison. This was a this was a really good effort, and you have to give Joe Woods a lot of credit uh, for being, you know, to put a product out on that field that basically allowed you to 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 have that cushion.
0: And I, I really enjoyed uh in the beginning where it, you know they essentially themselves tried to sell out to stop Tarek Henry. You were able to get the fourth and in inches stop, which was huge, got you to 10-0. Then Sheldon Richardson with yet another play, blows on through, knocks the ball loose. Uh you get the ball, they're 17. Next thing you know, it's 17-0. Um, and all of a sudden the Tennessee Titans are, you know, basically squirming around, but you got them in a position where now all of a sudden, you know, their best asset. What makes most of what they do on offense wasn't, you know, a factor. And really, you didn't have a time for him to be a factor. And, you know, yes, the Browns' running game got taken away yesterday, but it didn't matter as well as they threw the ball early. It wasn't the same for Tennessee. And sure, Ryan's Ryan Hill ended up with a nice, nice numbers day. Um, but when you're throwing, you know, on, you know, prevent defense and, you know, basically don't let anybody get behind you and Corey Davis catching 15, 10 to 15 yard slants and square ins all day long, because that was the only thing available to him. Um, you put yourself in the position for that yesterday and they played aggressive early and obviously it turned out three sacks, three turnovers against a team that does not turn the ball over much at all. It's it just, I mean, it, Things are clicking. I mean, the Browns have had two four-game winning streaks this year. And as Pete Smith liked to remind you all today on the timeline, that hasn't happened for the Cleveland Browns since 1967. Uh, and apparently I remember it well because I'm the old one. Um, but just everything, just everything popping right now, everything clicking. Um, and to think that, you know, Denzel hopefully will be coming back at some point soon. Ronnie Harrison, maybe at least, maybe week 16, week 17, possibly a playoff game but you're getting yourself in a position here where guys are getting experience and you know at least knowing their roles so when they're counted on yes you know you're not putting in the same you know athlete that maybe who came off the field but at least you know that this guy is a little bit game ready he's seen reps and whether it's the offense or the defense right now i mean just the, the trend John it just continues to to rise and it just it's really really great to see and I think this is maybe what happens when you have organizational structure from the top to the bottom where everybody's on the same page and, you know, every nobody's trying to reinvent the wheel on, a, you know, a Friday morning or even two minutes into the game on a Sunday. This is what happens when you have people who put a plan in place and stick to it.
1: Yeah, imagine having an organizational structure and having a plan and sticking to that plan, right? It's, it's amazing. Heard
0: about it. I, I think other teams do it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard that the, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers do that and they're like a perennial winner, but you know, what, a, what, you know, what do they know? Um, <laughs> you know, you know, it, it, it's, in, it's interesting, right? So um, this is the way, the way you build teams, they're doing it right. Right. So you, the fact that what they're able to do is they they took away the strength of the, the Titans and you know, the best, the best defense is, is is the best off you know an offense right getting out to that type of a lead really kind of makes them one-dimensional but still like the, the fact that like you have these guys stepping up you know jacob phillips played you know a significant number of snaps yesterday it wasn't wasn't great play it was a 58.0 but those are valuable snaps for him to get experience um you know these guys so, you know, it's not, like same with Sony Takitaki who who got 25 snaps, yes. you know. Sure. Not, not a great game from him, but like still he it's not a it's a good learning experience to get these snaps. to just kind of that, get that experience of these winning games. Um and these are, you know, valuable reps that these guys will get, you know. I think I think having, you know, as as, as much as it hurts to have, you know, lose Miles Garrett for two games, right? it really kind of forced that defensive line to step up and they did. And they also stepped up in this game because in previous games where Miles Garrett was playing, it was basically him. And then the other guys are just kind of like, all right, well, we got Miles Garrett out there. We can just let him do what he does. So it wasn't the case. Sheldon Richardson, 79.7, Jordan Elliott, 69.8, which is a good game. I know that 69.8 doesn't sound like a, a good game. But that's a, that's a solid game. For, you know, Olivier Vernon, he missed a couple of tackles, yes, but his game was, overall, he had a couple of pressures. Uh, you know, Mac Wilson even had you know a, a solid game in this one, where he's a seventy-eight point eight. So he had and guys
0: that, and physical,
1: yes. You know, and BJ, so BJ Goodson had a sixty-point five, right? Not, I mean, that's a that's a fine grade. It's it's not a – won't say fine. It's it's your your average, your below average type game. But he had a couple of plays in that game that were were huge. He stuffed Derrick Henry at the goal line in a uh, two point play where, like, you just kind of expect Derrick Henry to run that dude over and just fall into the end zone. No, he stuffed him. And you know these guys are just stepping up and really playing for for this coach staff for this team, which is a, it's a great thing to see. And imagine you know just continue to build the middle tier of this lineup where you start to whittle away what are deficiencies on your team where they they're getting these meaningful snaps even with all these injuries now so that when you move forward into the playoffs into the into 2021 that you you have you have these guys that can just step in at any given point in time and not have a have a weak chain and uh yeah you know, credit the staff credit the the, the front office and the, obviously the players for working their butts off and it's great to see it's finally good to see that the browns are being run properly and winning games that you kind of sometimes you don't expect them to win and win them. And then the ones that they do, you do expect them to win to actually win them.
0: It, it, it's just, it's been a fun few days. There's just no way around it. And, you know, I, I'll admit, you know, it was a game where I was nervous. And, you know, and part of what I thought was, you know, we'll make, you know, where I was right in one instance, but really didn't come to fruition was I said, maybe these running games can cancel each other out. You know, I figured maybe 150 on each side and then we would have to see, you know, which quarterback was either going to make the play to make a difference or, you know, not make the play, so to speak, whether it was an interception or turnover to be the difference. Um, But, you know, credit where it's due. I mean, you know, for that first 30 minutes, I mean, they looked like one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, And, you know, your quarterback has, you know, a lot of people now all of a sudden scrambling and, you know, trying to, you know, backtrack. On things they may have said two years ago, things they may have yeah. said last year.
1: Imagine being critical of Bick Mayfield, like the past, this year, last year. <laughs> Not me.
0: No, never at all. No, 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 that was that John Crossco is who that guy was. Yeah. That was foolish. Foolish. Screw foolish, him. Foolish. Screw him. <laughs>
1: We're
0: going to get to a little bit more here with John as we continue to roll on through. I hope everybody had the best Victory Monday possible. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for my body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is a fast is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system quickly. Plus, it's very easy on the stomach. Built Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work. Beta-alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine. Built Go then kicks to keep me going strong. B6, B12, 10,000% of your daily percentage. Collagen promotes joint soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit bilko.com. Use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, all caps, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at bilko.com. Let's go. If you're not checking it out, check out the NBA season preview through the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. Uh, we'll have a great lineup this week. We're going to get Mark Sessler in here. We'll get you your crossover. Um, it's going to be fun to talk to Kevin Osteriker, um, Locked On Ravens host. He's had the better of these shows uh, last couple of times we've gotten together, so I'm certainly looking forward to that one with him. On uh, You know, don't we'll get pregame, all that good stuff, as we roll on into what will be a Monday Night Affair with the Ravens um john this team sits nine and three right now uh you look at the schedule there appears to be probably two very winnable games on this schedule would you just say to this point i mean all they got to do is split all they got to do is split these next four and we're literally finding something to do on either january i mean february uh, january 10th or january 11th uh there's going to be a time slot and you know dun, dun 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 welcome to the nfl playoff's and it's going to be the Cleveland Browns versus somebody. So I,
1: I don't, I don't want to ever say that the next four are a given split because we just saw what the New York Giants did to the Seattle Seahawks. Of course, okay, so of course. This is the NFL. Um, so anybody can and win. With, all of you, it's all
0: part of me, right now, thinks I, I think the Raven game might be easier than the Giants because the Giants are playing for the we don't give a crap. We're just trying to go out there and put the best fight we can. Um, you know, Baltimore. You know, they're different. They could be edgy, but we have no idea what it's going to be like for this team to come back with twenty plus guys recovering from COVID.
1: Yeah, the, I mean, the, the New York Giants' de- defense is feisty. Like, I mean, Russell Wilson was basically an, like a top two MVP candidate up until that game, and I don't think he can even. I don't think you can even say that he's probably an MVP candidate anymore because of that game, because of what New York Giants did to him. So, I mean that they're a feisty defense. I they they started off the season obviously poorly. Um, you know what? They started zero and I think they started zero in five. Yeah, they started zero in five. They actually started one and seven, and now one four straight. So.
0: They are and, in. They are in. They are going to host a playoff game. <laughs> that is how crazy this is going to be. They're going to host a playoff
1: game. They're going to host a playoff game. Right. Exactly. And um, so they they are definitely not a team to be overlooked. Mainly because of just I think yeah I'm gonna have to give Joe judge, judge credit, but yes, you you split if you split these next four games, that gets you into the playoffs. But I think that I think you can go three and one of these next four games. Um, That's it. It's but impossible. and the other
0: thing is we we don't know what Pittsburgh is going to be week 17.
1: This is true. Like, yeah, so I mean, know.
0: this is really 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 eerie. I mean, you could do the math and say 13 and three isn't that crazy? I'm certainly not putting my house or my mortgage payment on on it or anything. But you know, you have no way. It's and especially you go to yesterday and say if we can do this, it essentially unless it's the Kansas City Chiefs or the Green Bay Packers on the other side of the field. I think he got a real opportunity.
1: Yeah. I I really think so too. So if they're playing if they can play like they did yesterday in the first half, the rest of the year they they can beat anybody. Um they can at least give I don't know I don't know if they can beat the Chiefs, but they can give them a real good scare. Um the Steelers, you know, they're not going to lose this game. They're up 14-3 at half right now, you know. You know we're we're while we're recording this pod. Um they're probably they're not going to lose to the Washington, you know, red uh, football team. Um, they do have two two tough challenges though in the Buffalo Bills and the Indianapolis Colts in the next You know, two in the next three weeks. So if they lose those next two games, um, that really kind of they would probably have to play all their starters against the Browns, and that would be a pretty good slugfest there. But um, obviously depends on what happens in the next, you know, obviously next three weeks or whatever. But the Browns they you know they they can eat they should they should be able to split these next four games and they have a good chance of being 3 and 1 in these next four games um and then then the browns are playing meaningful meaningful football in January which is a beautiful and then you're
0: talking Denzel game. Ward, Ronnie Harrison coming back to this defense where guys have gotten experience you know maybe you get a Porter Gustin back I don't know if that necessarily means much but you start to get more and more back in add to where you know, and, you know, and you know, not to you know, like sit here and say, oh my God, this linebacking unit, but at least they're starting to get to the point where it almost looks competent, which is, hey, from where we were three, four weeks ago, competent is a huge, huge step up. There's no way around that. And on yeah. the offensive side of the ball, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, I think De- having Denzel Ward and Deb Ronnie Harrison back would be massive for this defense. If they, for the playoff stretch, I mean, those are Denzel Ward's, a, he was playing at a, you know, all, at a Pro Bowl level. Ronnie Harrison was playing in an all pro level um, at the safety position. So if you can get those guys back and they can continue to play like they are, like that, that, that is a, that is a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs. That is not an, that is not an easy out by any team, no matter who you are, if you can play like you did yesterday and then you get back Ronnie Harrison and Denzel Ward. So yeah, good, good stuff coming forward.
0: I mean, because look, I mean, with Lamar Jackson next week, I mean, we'll see tomorrow. But, you know, the one thing you're hearing from some of these guys who did come back is, you know, fatigue. It's totally understandable and totally part of this virus, whether or not you had it. Um, So if you're the Ravens, you know, are you going to just say, all right, well, you know, we're going to have our normal allotment of Lamar 12 runs. And well, how do you do that? Because then you're going to come back. What are you going to call a bootleg then? So, I mean, the guy's literally gasping for air and you're just trying to, you know, think he's going to, you know, be the player that he was, Um, you know, there's going to be a lot on the table.
1: Uh, Uh, Lamar Jackson has not played well at at all this year. So to be fair, to be exactly to be, to be fair. Like, I mean, from a PFF grade standpoint, and he's, he's way down on that list at his passing grade is a 66.2. He's not not been as efficient of as a runner as as well this year. He's a 74.4 last year. He was in the nineties he's so teams teams of the book is out on how to stop Lamar Jackson. If you have the athletes to be able to do it. Um Obviously he's, he's a tremendous talent, so he can be, he can break one. He can, he can have an, a, you know, tremendous game, but I mean, you take away, take away the, the week one game where he lit up the Browns where I kind of throw that game out the window for both teams because of, because it's, so, I mean, this is the weirdest. You know, he had the weirdest off season in NFL history, right? So, throw Plus away, we talked
0: about how easy it was going to be for Baltimore just to pick up, like basically plug back in. There wasn't much changing for Baltimore, so it was just kind of like, well, let's just do what we do. Right, right. now, they're in this spot where, okay, everybody kind of knows what you're doing. Things weren't going so great before COVID hit them,
1: right? Exactly. They they, they really weren't. And I mean, you talk about the thirtieth rated quarterback over since since that. F- you know, if you remove that first week of the season for Lamar Jackson. So he's not been good. You remove that first week for the, you. you remove the first week of the season for Baker Mayfield, he's 11th. And for the whole season, if you include it, he's 12. Um, and then since, you know, obviously the, 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 uh, the past six, seven weeks or whatever, he's, he's number three. So Baker Mayfield, while he's shown the progress that you want where Lamar Jackson has kind of regressed, big time since his MVP season. So, um, that, that is a game that obviously you don't take the Baltimore Ravens lightly. They are, they are a very well built team, but they are extremely beatable. Um, and they are not the juggernaut that we thought that they were at the beginning of the season when they lit up the Cleveland Browns, because, um, they, they just aren't playing as well as you'd expect them to play especially at that quarterback position whereas Baker Mayfield is is definitely playing well at that that position so um ne- next week Monday night is going to be you know it could be a fun night for for Cleveland Browns fans but you have to show up and you can't you can't be complacent and thinking oh we just beat the Titans we can now beat the the Ravens yes you can but don't You know, you can't have that mindset. And I think Kevin's fancy is going to
0: have them ready As you were saying that, the first thing I'm thinking is, you know, it's like, nah, this team is not going to walk into that game, whistle and zippity-doo-dah out their assholes. They're not going to do it. And yes, I I saw vacation yesterday. Chevy Chase was on. But no, I mean, that's where it's at. Uh, You know, I I think because I think I think this team truly is starting to believe this is what we thought we could be. And you know, whether it's Miles Garrett, whether it's Baker Mayfield, look, these guys, every there's a lot of high draft choices on this team. And these guys are intelligent enough to realize what should be the outcome of, of having a lot of talented guys together. Yes, last year they may have been caught in some mayhem and a mess, obviously. And look, a lot of players turned as the year went on. And frankly, I, I can't blame them because I think they realized, wow, we're a talented bunch. And right now we might be led by a village idiot. Um, And then, you know, the guy in charge of the Village Idiot is playing, you know, the puppet master um, and deciding what he wants to do. And he sits down and tells the left tackle he's not going to start this week, which is just crazy nonsense as it is. I just think everybody realizes, I think, the special place they're in now. And again, from the top to the bottom, I, I think it's just it's uniform and it's and I think it's a lot more. Free And, you know, with Coach Stefanski even saying over the summer, look, I I want these guys to speak their thoughts. I want these guys to stand up what they believe in. And, you know, putting players in the best possible spot to succeed, it it almost feels like a mirage, John, because I've been here since September of 2017. And part of the reason why is, oh, my God, this shouldn't be so hard to get this thing right for Cleveland. The cap space is ridiculous. The draft allocution, my God, there's tons of it. Anybody, really, if they just know what they're doing and take all the information at hand and make good decisions. But it took four years. But even still, it's here. And, you know, it almost feels like, whoosh, the carpet's going to get pulled away at any second or you're going to wake up from the dream. But, you know, and even yesterday, I'm looking at my wife, I'm going, like, pinch me. This does not seem right. And, you know, Tennessee all of a sudden looked like a, a JV squad and, you know, Bakers on firing on all cylinders. Donovan Peoples-Jones for 75 yards. It would just – again, it's just fun right now.
1: Yeah, it absolutely is fun. You know, and I, I, they haven't accomplished anything yet. I think that's the – that is what the message will be from Kevin's fancy is that we have not accomplished anything yet. We need to keep grinding day by day.
0: And it's even fun. If he's gotta, like Even if he's got to bite the lower lip, you know, like, gosh – Look, uh, you know, uh, you know, like when their kid, when your kids clean the room when they weren't asked, or or they do something without being told to do it, like you bite your you, lip. Like, okay, now see if we really keep working at this.
1: Do you do you give your do you give your kids five dollars every morning if they don't piss the bed? Like, <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> you don't. You expect it from them, right? So well, it's they're like, fourteen
0: and thirteen, so I hope that's not a problem we're dealing with at least at this point. But
1: <laughs> right, I mean, I have a I have a six year old that. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't peed the bed in a long time now. So it's just, we're American, well, we're true, though, in the
0: same respect. You tell him, no, you don't need that juice box at nine o'clock at night. And you're going to bed in 15 minutes.
1: Right. It's like you, you stop drinking water at eight, you know, at seven 30 at night and you won't be peeing yourself. Right. Okay. Like just because you didn't pee the bed, it doesn't mean you're getting a toy or something. Right. It's like, so it's yeah, I mean, it's really, it's kind of, I mean, we always see this, right. We see this. It's like, why, Every time you, you look at the – you've looked at the New England Patriots for 20 years, and you always think, man, Belichick just puts these guys in positions to, to succeed every single week. You know, they, they even on defense and offense, it doesn't matter what it is, but he plays to his players' strengths. And in Cleveland, there hasn't been that luxury of just like – it's like, no, this is my system. We're going to play it. You know, what? it doesn't matter. It doesn't – you know, it's, my system is a good system. I've, I've had success with it in the past. It's like, well – Maybe you don't have the talent to run your system, which is has been obviously the case for a long time in Cleveland. Now you've got, to, well, got a coach. Joe
0: Woods. This is the case. Joe Woods doesn't necessarily have what he wants, and he's this out there is- busting his butt week in, week out. And this defense is getting better, even though they've lost their second and third best defensive player
1: absolutely like he he puts these guys in the position to be able to succeed every single week he doesn't just go out there and go this is my system you're running cover you're running cover one here you better be able to cover that guy man to man he realizes his guys can't cover man to man except for it's denzel ward who hasn't you know wasn't playing in his past game so what does he do he doesn't play cover one he doesn't play cover zero he, he runs zone defenses where it, it can allow them to be able to cover space to match up with with routes rather than trying to cover a guy man to man, that is what you do as a as a as an assistant coach, a, a coordinator, a head coach. You put these guys in position to where they can succeed. You talk about early in the season where they it looked bad for the de- you know for the defense. It's figuring out what do my guys do best, and he's now he's adapted to his guys. The same thing on offense too. You talk about you talk about Kevin Spansky playing the you know calling the right place for Baker Mayfield. What does Baker Mayfield do well? All right, let me get let me let's get things. What what is comfortable for you? It maybe takes a, it takes a, that's a that's a tough position. Like I don't care what anybody says, every every nobody says it, but it the quarterback position is the hardest sport uh, position in all of sports and is the most important position in all of sports. It takes some time to kind of figure out what what that guy does well, and top to bottom, this coaching staff has done that for every single position. And while there are players that are not playing well, they're improving in the, you know, what they're being asked to do, which is a very good credit to the staff and then the players themselves.
0: It's just a fantastic job all around. In a day like yesterday, um, when you're talking game balls, how many people you know, are, work within the front office, the coaching staff, and the players? Because a day like yesterday, everybody, everybody takes home one. He is John Cosco. Uh, senior analyst over at PFF. Make sure you're following at John Costco3. Uh, the show itself at Locked on Browns, always a follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open over there as well. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, subscribe, rate, review those written reviews, the five star ratings, guys, all the rage. Certainly help the show here. Um, just uh, I hope everybody is enjoying this. Um, And look, you know, I know there's still a couple out there trying to, you know, pick a scab and finding something wrong with this product. Man, let it go for a couple of days. Just enjoy something, for God's sakes. You've all wanted to be successful. Enjoy it. Here you are. This is your daily delivery of all things. Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.